Welcome to Dave Talk Some More, a podcast at the intersection of humor and, you know. Hey, I'm your host, Dave, and together we'll explore a riveting world of mundane topics with unparalleled indifference. So get ready for a riveting journey through, you know, I mean, whatever. This is Dave Talk Some More. Hey, thanks, Far uh, Thanks for uh, joining us. Uh, we did cut a new introduction uh, last Wednesday. Oh my God, you're making a face. It didn't go well. Oh no, there was nowhere to go but up, Dave. <laughs> nowhere to go but up. Well, you know, when when we cut it, it was like uh, two days after Christmas, and so the music felt right at the time. But then we started thinking, wait a minute, the earliest that this will go live is today, New Year's Day, which, you know, we're and, and it's late afternoon of New Year's Day, so we're just hanging on to the holiday season by the fingernails. Well, I hold an expansionist view of the holiday season. So really? You're good. How does that work? Starts early October. Well, yeah, but... Ends mid-February. Wow. Um, if, if only my, uh, work situation agreed with that, that would have been nice. Some of us work for the government. <laughs> uh, yeah, different hours for the government. I'm, I'm, I'm going to admit I'm incredibly distracted by the Bucky's hoodie. Um, uh, it's just mesmerizing. It's just too much real America for it's, you. It's a, little, it's a little too much stimulation and I'm just looking at it and the whole time. It, it's just jarring it's throwing off my uh my concentration that's why i wore it you don't have a family dollar hoodie or a i've moved on something i've moved on okay. now, that would be equally as distracting i might add if i walked in here with a family do dollar they, do they have those they do they do maybe i used to have one well a garage sale or two ago okay well yeah things have passed uh, so we said that uh, today is New Year's. They're playing the big uh, Alabama football game as we speak. We're totally missing it. That's uh, dedication to the podcast. It's dedication to not watching Alabama play. Well, that's that tells me what how you think that game is going as we speak. Mm-hmm. Um, norm, you know, I, I, I was thinking about what we would talk about today, and I know that normally whenever there's a New Year's Eve or New Year's Day show the conversation turns to, so what are your New Year's resolutions going to be? Or uh, what kind of year did you have in 2023? And I thought, I, I haven't actually had a New Year's Day resolution in, gosh, probably a decade. And, and I, don't, I can't think of a single New Year's resolution that I ever made that I kept other than uh, for a while, my resolution was to gain weight more slowly than I gained it for the preceding year. How, how'd that go? Uh, not great. Um, you know, but it's, you know, everybody makes the same resolution. I'm going to lose weight. I'm going to uh, live within my means. Um, I'm going to, yeah, I don't know, write a novel. or. Well, there's extra motivation this year, you understand, right? How so? Oh, God, yeah. yeah. Uh, well, yeah. And uh, like that. I mean, yeah, we have to look at each other. We got to look. Yeah. How how have we gotten even two minutes into this 
without talking about the fact that we're on camera now there and we're doing go. live streaming and um, with extra bandwidth and uh, and I'll say this uh, our engineer Daniel has been like from the beginning you need to go live on on uh, Facebook and reach out to people and I've been resistant to the point of hell no we're not doing that don't even think about it and uh, you know here we are we gave in after five shows one of us dressed up for the occasion yeah but nobody knows which one that is <laughs> <laughs> keep them in suspense yeah. <laughs> so you have to watch to see mm. you know who's who's uh better dressed for this and frankly well, i walked in the studio today thinking he's gonna ask me and i'm going to say no and i'm just i'm not having it so um and since I'm talking about the show, instead of having the show, I'll say, you know, we just spent 10 minutes uh, before we went live talking about all the, all the ways that we could make changes to the show, but none of them were how to improve the show. <laughs> like that, wasn't, that wasn't even a consideration. It was like, uh, should we go on social media? Uh, should we, um, do advertising? Yeah. How can we, we spread yeah. our mediocrity? Yeah. Not, yeah. Oh, but okay. not, not how can we improve upon the mediocrity? Mm -hmm. you know, no, no discussion of getting guests yeah. or, yes. you know, what would be more entertaining? That's, uh, that's almost beside the point. Cause at the end of the day, it's about entertaining ourselves now, isn't it? Well, you know, that's the way that I started. It was, this is for me, uh, you know, not therapy, but just a way to, talk without interruptions and get it all out so and then you invited me and then which you is basically limited so. limited interruptions so. yeah so <laughs> yeah i just it, it sounds less insane if you have somebody to talk to i'll put it <laughs> like that that's about it so um that that's what i that should be my new year's resolution to aspire to be less mentally unstable than uh than per usual and it's got to have aspirations i suppose but so if, have you given any thought to uh what 2024 is going to look like what you're going to do or is it just show up and get the job i, I done? think we we operate out of the same playbook on that I, I really don't do resolutions or the like i always look at myself at the end of the holiday season and go i didn't really need those extra 10 pounds yeah. i was kind of at max capacity prior yeah. and um so, I mean, on that level, on a micro level, it's usually, you know, try to drop a few pounds, but that's just a function of living the last 60 days before New Year's. But um, Well, it's funny that you say it that way because I'm just now realizing that I do make resolutions every year. It's just not on January 1st. It's on November 1st. And on November 1st, I say, you know, I'm not, gonna, I'm not going to go crazy I'm going to get these particular projects done. I'm going to take some time off from work. And during my time off from work, I'm going to, you know, do whatever it is that the resolution says. And then come January the 1st, I'm not thinking ahead for the new year. I'm thinking about, okay, well, I just got through the holidays. How did that, how did that go? Usually, not well usually did not get done nearly what i thought i was going to do so i mean it's ridiculous i mean you heard me yesterday or the day before i don't know saying yeah okay this is gonna be my last you know 
cheat meal, you know, bon voyage, bad food uh, on New Year's Eve. And then it took till about noon today for Connie to go. It's, it's a holiday today. New Year's is oh a holiday. Oh, my God. You have a, yeah, you have a holiday extra day. day. I went, okay, well, then let's go to Buckshot, Mugshots. Yeah, i get another burger. And, you, and, you and got so it food. was just that quick. It, it And so the holidays start tomorrow. So tomorrow we, we begin eating clean. Right, right. Let's, is that a resolution or is that just how tomorrow is going to roll? It's how tomorrow is going to roll. So I usually do pretty good. But. Um. Well, I, you know the the idea of the of the bon voyage is, you know, I, I'm not much of a dieter. I don't have any successful stories to tell about dieting, but I I will say this: that any time that I've said I'm going to eat clean, I'm going to do right, it's never like if there was any logic to it, I would say, at the moment of deciding that I'm going to eat clean is the beginning because you know whatever reason i have that i'm going to take care of myself shouldn't that start right now but it's never that way it's all yeah you know, the earliest is tomorrow more likely it is going to be next monday or you know when this big project is over with or when i'm done with this trial or or what have you and the closer that i get to the starting line of I'm really going to go to the gym. I'm really going to eat clean, whatever it is. The closer that I get to it, the stronger the urge is, well, I at least need to have a going away party <laughs> for all of my bad habits. So I'm, I'm going to stay up until 2 a.m. and, you know, eat a half gallon of ice cream or, you know, five cheeseburgers or whatever. It's, gonna, it's a going away party so that, you know, because I know I'm not going to be with my dear old friends that have gotten me through so much for so many years. I wish you well. I love you. And I'm like the pilgrims getting on the Mayflower, knowing I'm never going to see these my dear old friends in England again. And I'm going to a new world, and I'm going to be separated from all the bad habits that I love. So goodbye. There's, there's nothing rational about it. Now that you put it that way, I'm going to... Put off my diet a little longer. <laughs> well, if you put it off for a year, you you don't. You well, don't I mean, have why to go do we even? Why do we even do it anyway? I mean, you know, if if it was so important, if we our New Year's resolution would be, all right, let's resolve to set in place some standards upon which the rest of our life will be based. You know, healthy eating. Oh God. Good. I mean, it could just be a you know a, a, a lot. Why do we have to go well for the next seven or eight months? You know, I mean, or, you know, that's that's what it really is. It's, I mean, yeah. it's never lasts a full year because you're doing the same thing the next year. Yeah, and then, uh, yeah. I, I always look at uh, the articles that they're written anew every year, but they always say the same thing, which is you're not going to stick with your resolutions. Uh, and the article that I read this morning said like 7% of people stick with their New Year's resolution for an entire year and something like 30% make it to a month. So I'm almost where I can't fit into my Bucky shirt, so it's got to. Well, they have more. 
They have more than they have. Yeah, but they put other put extra X's extra on the X. side. How many X's do you think Bucky's goes up to? Because I've I've seen some I'm some multi X people at the Bucky's. Well, that is of course because it's a microcosm of America. In fact, it is it is what America is all about. Bucky's. <laughs> Gaining weight? Well, no. I mean, look, it, it does. It is now. It goes That's up exactly to three. What X, out to right answer now. your question, is three XL? Um, I know it's, it's I've as seen, big as it gets. I don't know about that. You can probably online get you know eight or nine XLs if you really wanted to. But I know I'm. I'm pretty sure I saw three XL. I'm not currently wearing one of them. Um, but so. But, you know, you eat enough fudge and pull pork from Bucky's. I mean. Things will happen. Um, you know, you, you, you can get there. You can probably get there while you're at Bucky's. I mean. Well, you know. You, know, be, you ever had the beaver nuggets? Are you not? What you're is, from Texas. Well, you're, you well know, you've lived I, in I've, Texas. I, I've seen. I've been to many of Bucky's. I've seen, okay. I've seen the beaver nuggets advertised. I don't know what they actually are. They're like corn nuggets um, or like popped corn nuggets covered with chocolate. Okay, popcorn. Popped corn is popcorn. Is that what we're no, talking about? No, no. Um, Help me with this. Oh, my goodness. Uh, yeah, some sort of popped kernel type. But it's not popcorn. No, it's not popcorn. But it's good. Okay, I mean, and it's, it's dipped in chocolate. There you go. So you got the salty and the sweet. It, it could at be the a cotton time. ball dipped yeah. in chocolate. I mean, who cares? Yeah. I mean, you've seen Elf. Um, yeah. So, um, so yeah, they have that, and the world's greatest assortment of beef jerky and fudge and uh, pulled pork. Um, and um, they should do. I always thought they should do voter registration. That's actually a good idea. Yeah, it is a good idea. I mean, but it'd be so many different states, probably. That would be the, 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 the yeah, nothing, there's, there's nothing wrong with that's that. That's what though. I'm talking about. But I always thought it'd be a great place to, first of all, you do voter registration and have a couple loft verbos on, on top uh, of a Bucky's. Or it's a great place to get a petition signed. Oh, it's a Lord. great, it's a great place. Well, I don't know if they'd let you sell Girl Scout cookies. But then again, mm-hmm. I've, I've never understood the idea of they only sell Girl Scout cookies through Girl Scouts one moment at a time. I mean, why why would that not be just something that you can go get at Walmart or whatever 12 months out of the year? I guess it's the concept of scarcity. Um, they use that same. Well, Nabisco doesn't believe in that concept. No, they, they do not. They, Nabisco they have good say, cookies. So, yeah, well, yeah, I mean, they, they don't say you can only get an Oreo for you know, two weeks after Halloween, and that's but, that's. But it. by God, if that were the case, you'd, you'd it'd crush, be a run. You'd, you'd crush, crush it. The, but they've they've decided we can sell more if we abandon the scarcity principle and just have it available at all times. Right, but they're in the business the, of of developing uh, cookies, and the Girl Scouts are in the development of. Of young ladies, well, at least now, I guess we could still say it's ladies. They, you know, it's, an, yeah, it's a weird uh, brownies. Uh, yeah, yeah, brown, yeah, yeah, we're developing like brownies into Girl Scouts or Girl girls, Scouts into whatever. Yeah, but I don't know if they let little boys well, in there I, now or well, something. What, what is it about selling Girl Scout cookies that's going to make their character uh, or their development that much better? Well, that's just the fundraising. But the rest of the year, they're developing 
Yeah, no, but I'm talking about I want I want to be able to get the Girl Scout when I'm not eating clean. I want to be able to go crazy on a box so of Girl on, Scout cookies, and I can't unless I plan ahead by buying three hundred dollars okay. worth. So on our New Year's Eve show or day show, we're fixing to have a debate on Girl Scout cookies. Apparently, because I think they got the right strategy. Oh, it's a I think if you strategy. I think if you sold it. It sold Girl Scout cookies, no. and I'm sure the the millions of people listening right now <laughs> would. Now, now and in the future. Yes. There yes, you go. Yes. Now and in the future. I'm an eternal optimist. So, and so would agree with me that those imaginary millions, um, that the Girl Scout model fits what they, 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 they do. No. It's if they terrible. did it all no, the time, there would no, idea. we would not even know Girl Scouts did cookies if they did them all the time. Oh, my God. Look, okay, let's. Have you the, ever the, heard of the brownies? The, 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 their, their brownies that they sell? The brownies? Girl Scout brownies? No, I didn't know. I mean, the brownies, brownies, the actual brownie group. That's The, the girl. The, yeah, I've heard of them. And yeah. you, have you heard about the brownies that they make? They sell? No. Do they? I don't think so, actually. But <laughs> okay. Just, yeah. Did you take your pill this morning? Oh, Look, that's my New Year's resolution. <laughs> Getting off all that, no laughs. Uh, well, we weren't supposed to talk about that. Though. Okay, well, we'll, uh, we'll we'll get you over to the hospital as soon as the show is over. Well, I'm hungry. Now. <laughs> I mean, let's Look, just be honest. Well, well, this this raises a, a lot of traumatic. Since this is therapy, this raises a lot of traumatic ideas for me. Okay, um, one one. <laughs> One, the, the second of them being, here's how it actually works, okay? If, if you're somebody who does not care about your physique, which has been me, I'm ashamed to say, a lot of time, um, the, the way that it works is everybody's got their favorite kind of, of uh, Girl Scout cookie. For me, it's the peanut butter or whatever's, okay? Um, I know that they're, gon- that they're going to sell – uh, for whatever limited period of time, and then let's say 11 months is going to go by and I'm out of luck, okay? So now what I would like is to be able to go to the grocery store anytime during those 12 months and get whatever I want and know that it's there. You know how many times I go to the grocery store and get Oreos? Never, because I know that if I ever wanted them, they would always be there. I don't really care about Oreos or you know anything, but... It, it's really unusual for me to go buy cookies. I mean, it's just, it, it just feels like a stupid thing to do and, and almost never do it. But with the Girl Scout cookies, it's a different jam because I know, like you say, there's scarcity. This is my one opportunity. So I, I go stupid overboard and spend, you know. It, You're literally proving my point, but go ahead. No, I'm, no, I'm literally not. Um and spend an amount of money that I'm I'm so embarrassed of. I'm not going to to name it. We should do an online poll. Okay. We absolutely could. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right. Three to one. I swear to God, I win. Uh, okay. So so the poll question would be: Should Girl Scouts sell cookies year, year round? And okay. it's an absolute. Okay. No, they well, should not. Well, let, let's let's think it through. So. At present, it does work the way that you say it does. And what happens is I buy, you know, 
however, however many boxes I'm, I'm willing to admit that I do. And what happens is um, put them in the car or the kid comes to your door and, you know, she brings them to your door. Um, and now it's, you know, Thursday night and I've got, you know, 10 boxes of Girl Scout cookies sitting in the pantry. Well, you know how that is. Like it calls to you. And which is why if, if you, you know, here's, here's your new year's day resolution, uh, tip. Anything that you buy, you're going to eat. There's no such thing as buying ice cream or sweets or chips or whatever. And think that it's just going to sit in the pantry and not be eaten. I got it, some it will be quinoa that's been up there for a long well, time. But it doesn't work that way. You know, the stuff that you know, you have no business eating, you, it doesn't matter what you are doing in your house or near your house or on your way to your house. You won't be thinking about the quinoa. You will be thinking about the 10 boxes of Girl Scout cookies, and they call to you. Fair enough. They absolutely call to you at 8.30 at night when you're watching a show. If you get the very least bit bored, that box of cookie calls to you, and it says, crush me. Right? Mm. And... So you, you know, within the period of a few days or weeks, uh, a month after the Girl Scout cookies cookies sales are over with, you have no more. It doesn't matter how many cases you bought, it's only going to last for a month. And the more you buy, the the more you're you're just going to go through. As opposed to, like I say, the Orioles will sit on the the shelf at Kroger's forever, and I'll never go buy them. But because I feel like, now I've got to load up on these, I do, and I bring them home, and they call to me, and they make me eat or, them because they have that power. You like those cookies, though. I love those cookies. Versus you don't like Oreos. If you loved well, Oreos to that extent. No, no. Look, there's, there's plenty of evil food at Kroger's right now, across the street from us, at Kroger's, that I would absolutely kill if I weren't trying to take care of myself. It's, the problem isn't that Girl Scout cookies are the only bad-for-you food. <laughs> there, I promise you that's not the problem. But my, it, my argument would be is that the Girl Scouts manage to maximize sales in a finite period of time and, yeah, and then yeah, do not have right. to turn themselves into a cookie company. They just have a supplier for this finite amount of time and probably sell 80 to 90% of what they would sell in that finite period of time just during that time versus if they'd just all year long sold them. They might not quite sell quite as much, but their overhead and their, 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 the ability for them just to, just to do that for that small amount of time, freeing themselves up to creating uh, no, beneficial no. citizens. Yeah, well, look, the, if, if... To go to Bucky's later okay, in line. So, so what you're really saying is it, it's a debate over what is, what is the ultimate goal of the sales of Girl Scout cookies. Is it to make money for the organization? That's a legit purpose. Right. Um, or is it for the kids to learn some kind of character building, <sighs> uh-huh. whatever? Okay, if it's to make money... Yeah. I like to think that the Fortune 500 companies have got it figured out as to how to sell the most cookies, and it's to have it on the shelf at all, all time. Secondly, 
trauma response number one, and I feel strongly about this. Oh, I can tell. Um, I agree with you, I'm sorry to say, um, on the idea that selling Girl Scout cookies is character building because I've never sold Girl Scout cookies. I, w- I will say I went with my daughter when she was a brownie or whatever it was, and we went and tried to sell Girl Scout cookies. And I, I was like, can I not just go into my wallet and hand them the money <laughs> and be done with it? But the, I believe you can is the answer. Yeah, well, the, the trauma of it is not me going with my daughter and selling Girl Scout cookies. It's when I was a kid in middle school and god probably grade school uh but definitely middle school they came to us at least twice a year wanting the kids to go out and sell um candles um popcorn um god just all kinds of just tchotchke crap for the good of the school did they do that surely they did this in Starkville. You're you're looking at me like you got no idea what I'm talking about. And we had plenty that, of we had plenty of money up there. Are are you? I mean, you know, flood, it, flush it is like Tibahawk County. Yeah, I mean, it is. Yeah, the the, well, the Paris, they, the Paris um, of Mississippi. They had something called Super Kids back then. Does that ring a bell? I've never Anywhere. heard of this. You had an you literally just had a a bag, like a big envelope, with lines, and you would put who who. You just walk around the neighborhood and say, you know, Jim and Jill Thomas, $5. And they just. Were you just begging? Yeah. Is basically. that all it was? It was just, but you weren't even selling anything? I, I was like, yeah, I don't, I don't really. Yeah, it was just pure begging. How? Okay. We yeah. didn't sell anything up there. And we what, had, we already had everything in Starville. <laughs> what, how did, how did they pitch to the kids that this would be a, good thing for you to do to go around with the envelope you win something bag okay yeah there was some first place some something other it was like during activities day we'd have a and i I think you would get your prize then or or something like that i I don't even remember what i didn't i didn't i didn't win um um, and you know on that note it was always somebody whose dad did pull the checkbook out and wanted their kid to win well, more than uh, well, anybody else. Yeah, I, I I was not a product of such an environment. Well, I I I personally was not the product of that environment either. And I I was, um, I'm using the word trauma because going door to door trying to sell candles to people who have who already have indoor lighting. Mm. <laughs> Not a lot of kerosene lamps in Baton Rouge in the, in the 1970s, I can promise you. Um, it, it was a humbling experience. I acquired a lifelong respect for people who do sales. Who decided sandals would Candles. Candles. Sandals would be better. Yeah, sandals would have been better. You know what would have been great? Girl Scout cookies. <laughs> people, people are actually happy to see the Girl Scout cookie person come to your door even even if it's just the order form it puts a smile on your face only because it's not on the shelves uh, uh, mm. okay you, you, yeah. you keep coming back to my point but and i'm, I'm just gonna walk right past that that's fine um it's hard i know 
But the the people the people who won the way that it was pitched at my school was you're helping the school. You, this is money that's going to be used for the school. And I vividly remember in the seventh grade that's how it was pitched to us. And I and I remember going. I'd never tried to sell anything in my life. Going door to door with a stupid candle order form. Um, trying to talk people into it. And, of course, the very few people who said yes were, were doing it solely out of pity. But then those poor deluded fools found out that all the kids in the neighborhood were knocking on their door doing the same thing. And if after the first day, all you got was highly pissed off grown-ups. And when you're in the seventh grade, you're not really emotionally equipped to deal with highly pissed off grownups. So you quit. And then you find out at, and you find out at the end of the course or whatever you call it, uh, the promotional period, um, that some kids sold like 17,000 candles or something like that. Now dad didn't pull out his checkbook for that, but I'll tell you what dad did do. He went, he went across the river to Dow chemical or DuPont chemical or whatever, and because he's the vice president of whatever operations, when word got out that Mr. Jones's daughter is trying to sell candles, people couldn't line up fast enough to say, I would love to have this useless doorstopper. We, there's a name for that. The Hunter Biden syndrome. Uh, I don't keep up with the news. What's that? What are you telling me? Hunter Biden. I know who that is. Is an artist. Uh, okay. Say much. I thought I thought he was a proto businessman. Well, he was also I mean, an artist. But well, no, good. he's got he's got a whole bunch of art uh, okay. that. Um, I mean, you can Google it up. I mean, it's all over the place. But it was selling for hundreds of thousands of dollars. You see, yeah, you I, see, I, you are yeah, now, okay, now, yeah. I think I got the, I think I, I got mean, the angle figured out. Went, yeah. Don't really know that he was yeah. that good of an artist. Yeah, um, yeah. but uh, I hear his dad. You know, um, well, it, yeah, you're right. It's the same principle at work. It helps to have a inf- uh, a father whose influence matters. So here I am, like a fool, um, you know, with my little uh, bicycle and my in my tattered order form going from door to door. I mean, this kid's sitting at home playing his brand new Atari and, you know, his dad's doing all the hustling. And, you know, that, that was very troubling. The, and the funny uh, end of the story, the punchline, I guess, is it turned out that the, the Baton Rouge morning advocate, the city newspaper, somebody, dropped a dime on our school principal and it turned out that he had allegedly allegedly uh taken the money and gone to a uh a educators conference in orlando and that that's what had been done with the money yeah is that really what happened i don't know but uh that that was the story making the rounds and so this this all of this done for the betterment of the kids um, I'm sure the Girl Scouts are a much better run organization than that. They do fine work. I'm not throwing any shade at them, but you know, the idea that going door to door and selling stuff is somehow character building or money making for the kid 
that that did not go over with me. All right, did we really do a poll? Is that for is that legit? Do we really do that? No, I can if you want. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Let's see here. the things that can be done all right what's the question um the question is should girl scout cookies be sold year-round that that's a much better poll question than what what's your favorite girl scout cookie which is totally meaningless i had a feeling i lost this debate i don't feel good about that oh i'm clearly right well you're, the, you're used to being clearly uh, right, yeah. but not because you're clearly right. Well, exactly. Yeah. You know, I mean, you know, sometimes it's, it's like getting so, to be a wife. Yeah, <laughs> you know, so, you're a guy. <laughs> sometimes wrong, but never in doubt. Mm. Yeah. All right. Well, Daniel's doing that. Um, I I did have one question that I thought was more interesting as to whether you have New Year's re- um, resolutions. Uh, you had your Christmas. Um, how did that go? What can what can you divulge? Um, let's see. Did you get a Did you get a favorite present? I'm that, trying that you're to just still you know, excited about. I, I I don't know. Uh, that I did. My son gave me a hundred dollar Lowe's gift card, which is always goes. That's excellent. A long way uh, with me. Um, it's pretty low key. Other other than other than that, so I, I have enjoyed a, the strange experience. My wife went. My wife and, uh, and um, stepdaughter went to New York two three weeks ago. Whenever it was, and as it turns out, my wife bought me a Ralph Lauren. I think that's right. Um, I think it's right. Ralph Lauren Polo insulated coffee cup for, you know, how many thousands of dollars this thing cost, I don't know. It was at the flagship store in New York. And I really didn't think I was at Metro that I would get really excited about this coffee cup. I'm telling you, I'm carrying it around all day through, during the whole holidays, drinking coffee all day long. I'm just, I'm in love with this coffee cup. And you're giving me the same face that I would be giving myself. Yeah, I'm wearing a Bucky shirt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't, yeah. I obviously do not. Uh, no. I have a Bucky's, by the way. Well, ther- we, thermos, she, by look, the way. Look, her favorite. Works wonderful. There's a beaver on it, too. Yeah, her favorite uh, coffee thermos, whatever, is a Bucky's thermos. And she got highly mm. upset when uh when it got misplaced so she it it's not her it's me okay i, I i'm just jazzed about that. okay gentlemen we're up. at 34 minutes um do you think we should uh have a word from our sponsors yeah throw that in there Daniel. okay one moment please are you ready to launch your podcast with ease Let Audio Alchemy Productions elevate your content with our state-of-the-art four-camera studio and top-tier audio production. Focus on your message while we handle the rest. From recording to distribution on all major platforms, whether you're a brand, an influencer, or a storyteller, let's amplify your voice. Contact us at 601-672-6591 and start your podcast journey today. Smooth. Smooth. <laughs>
smooth. It's Sunday morning. I, I will I will say this, and th- this is something that, that obviously never makes it on the air because it's something that happens after we finish recording and we do the outro and it's over. There's uh there's like ten minutes of us watching Daniel do all of the electronic uh, wizardry like this, this it's stupid easy for us to walk in here and just talk and uh, Daniel just handles everything it really is the, the most interesting part of the experience is coming in here the only thing that I can compare it to is like watching my son work Netflix and all that <laughs> Amazon you know getting the TV yeah. you know like son yeah. will you get the TV on for me I, I don't there's too much. Yeah, and, and I hate to be that old guy that's um, just like, I, I really want to be following along, and I understand what you're doing, and hey, show me that again. I really want to get this down. I want to learn. Um, but this stuff, I, I just sit here and go, wow, oh, that's really cool. I mean, that is the that. dividing line between being young and virile and old is the giving up part. Well, I'm, I'm not willing to admit that Daniel's young and virile, but, yeah. but he has not given up. Oh, and, he hasn't and, given up. There, yeah. You know I mean, you just, you just, at some point you just give up trying to follow. You're just like, eh, is there anybody who can do it? Yeah, no. And so you just yeah. get somebody like Daniel to say here, you know, han- handle it. I'm just going to get in here and talk and then I'm going to shut up and then you do your thing. And it really is stupid easy for, for our end of it anyway. Okay, so um, when we finished up last week, there were promises were made. Oh boy! Um, oh, you're shifting gears. Yeah, um, about it, because I'm get, we're going to get too far away from uh, the promise if I don't hold you to it now. Uh, you recently went to Korea. Oh no! And you swore that there were many stories to be told on this, starting with how does one get to Korea? It, well, <laughs> how does one navigate the plane? Terror for 14 hours. Don't make me drag it out of you. You're not on the witness stand. I mean, come on. I don't recall. Okay. <laughs> how, how, long, how, how long is the flight? It is about 14 hours over there and about 12 and a half coming Coming back. Okay, did y'all fly, uh, like, is it Dallas to Seoul, or do you jump all the way yeah. to Seattle? Or no, it's Dallas. Oh, you fly out of here into Dallas, and it's about 12, about 13 hours from from Dallas. Um, How are you on long-haul flights? I'm not. They're long. Well, I went to the doctor um, and, and said, look, I, I need some stuff. And uh, I need stuff, man. I need stuff. I mean, you know, you know, I, you know, you have to go online and you know, what are your symptoms and all that stuff. And I'm just, mm-hmm. and, and they're like, what, what, are, what are you experiencing? I said, I'm not experiencing anything right now. I'm finna get on the plane. I said, I need mm-hmm. a pre, you know, a pre diagnosis, right? I mean, trust me. I mean, I, I can impersonate how I'll be if you'd like, right. but I mean, I need it so. You know, they gave me some stuff, but I don't, you know, probably my longest flight is, is Costa Rica, four, and that's about three and a half, four hours. From uh, Miami. From Miami, okay. Um, which, you know, it's, it's a flight. You yeah, know. Three, three hours is, that doesn't compare to 14 hours. Yeah, so I was a little worried about it. We, we upgraded to uh, 
to uh, not like comfort class. Yeah, or... some. You know, what's crazy about getting a flight from here to Korea? I th- I'm I'm assuming that very few people are going there for vacation. It's a lot of business travel. Okay. And their business class means business. I mean, it was it's five thousand plus, right? A seat. Oh yeah. I mean, it was. Well, it's it it's, was it's five thousand business class to go to Paris, five thousand business class to go to Italy. I mean, you you know, forget about doing business class under five thousand unless you have a whole lot of points. Or maybe it was even more expensive. I, I remember just going, oh, no, that's not that's not going so, to work. But I took uh, four four clonopin, a couple melatonin. Well, I was, was going to ask. What, let's what, go. What, yeah, let's what, get into the meat of it. I'm trying. What, what, yeah, yeah that, this this is what everybody wants to know. What chemicals will you admit to uh, were in your possession? You know. Uh, that were scheduled one through four. Say if there were some clonopins, I would have taken them. Okay. And melatonins. And at that point, I'm like, you know, give me some whiskey. I mean, this yeah. is not really, you know, and so well, eventually. Well, no, no, wait a minute. Wait a minute. You're on, you've already got your clonopins, um, if you took them allegedly, and you've also got melatonin, which and I don't know of anything you can't mix with melatonin. And on top of that, now we're going to hit the the whiskey. That's the rumor. Okay. How And how did it work? What's your yeah. What's your review of that mixture clonopin and whiskey it's like rotten tomatoes for yeah. airline drugs um i mean i slept a few hours but that's the first time i've ever slept on a plane that's one thing i've oh, never been able to hours. do right i mean you need to but you know so i slept probably three or four hours of it so it helped but you know you would figure with all that i would have been knocked out and it was a night flight i mean i had skipped i mean i hadn't slept i really needed to Right, you know, to sleep, but um, but it was good. It was a good flight over there, and um, and so you know, we spent about a week plus over there. It wasn't that bad. Usually, you know, you go somewhere like that, you don't like to fly. You're thinking about the flight back, but I just always liked the idea that the flight back was going to be an hour and a half shorter than the flight over. So, tailwind, headwind, type, right, right, type right. Thing. So, I figured I could do it the long way. I can do it the short way. But now that was the worst flight on the way back. It was shorter, but it's just that's just a long time on the plane. I just don't do that very well. And um anybody freaking out, walking the aisles, losing their minds, or just everybody was just in a state of quiet terror. The latter, I, I, yeah. I suppose, but and the um you know, it, it wasn't that bad. And, and the food was good, which is all all the more reason why I need to do the New Year's resolution. So I mean, you're I talking ate, about the food on the plane or in Korea? On the plane and in Korea really? was very, very, very good. I've never heard of airplane and food. It was talked up by re- anybody. It was really quite, quite good. Um, and the food in Korea was absolutely delicious. And the chickens we have are not really the chickens that the rest of the world have. And I, I say that because I had. 90 chicken wings at a chicken wing place in Korea. They're smaller. I mean, they're like significantly smaller, the chickens over there. But they were absolutely delicious. Was it just the wing or did you I just do wings. just killing the whole, My wings. The whole bird? Wings. Well, kind of give me the rundown on fun things to do in Korea or, or little adventure. Well, well, we went to Seoul uh, one, you know, look, there might be 30,000 service members over there, but they have a thing in Korea 
where, and it's a cultural thing, and I got it. They're gonna speak Korean. They're weird that way. And I got it, you know. Yeah. I, I'm pretty big on this English thing, sure, as well. Yeah, I respect it, and I'm there. When in Rome, that's fine. Rome talk like the Americans do. So there's <laughs> a reason like, we're number one. That's the language right. has I'm, something to do with it. I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm with you on sure. that. But either which way, so we we go to Seoul, which is about an hour and a half away, and it's just huge. Absolutely a massive, massive, uh, massive place. But I, I mean, I don't. I don't speak any Korean. We just don't. I mean, we're just not. And we, so we pay like a hundred bucks for this person just to take us and drop us off, and we have no idea how we're gonna get back. We did not. Wait, what? We didn't know how we're gonna get back. Wait, how how does it happen that you have somebody just drive you into the middle of Seoul? Yeah, and you have no right. get, get back plan. Well, there was tell one. Me what the there think, was tell one. Tell me what the thinking was. I got to know this. Do a poll on this, but either well, there was a guy at the, the hotel Korea who was from China actually, and he okay. spoke English okay. some, and so he knew a guy who knew a guy that could drive us into Korea, and that's how you picked your driver. That's it. What could go wrong? They don't have concierge at uh, the I, hotel. I think that's what he was doing, kinda. No, he was just a guy. Just a guy is not the concierge. Just a guy is the technical word is kidnapper in English. Well, you know, I here I am. It worked out. Ooh, okay, but that's what you did. You went to a kidnapper, uh, an incompetent kidnapper. Right. He dropped a driver. A, he dropped us off at a coffee shop. It's somewhere in Seoul, Korea. It's and it was near the Mall of Korea. The Mall of Korea, which has the fifth largest building attached to it. Very tall. Did Did you go into the Mall of Korea? Oh, that was amazing. I bet it was. Do they, they have a Spencer's gift? <laughs> they have. I mean, look, it is it's duty free apparently, and Maybe. people come through. You know, Seoul. You know, a lot. I guess you know, it's like a pretty important place. And like, if you want, I, I was looking at a wallet, an Italian leather wallet, and they wanted like six thousand dollars for the wallet. Yeah, they were showing it to me and all that. Yeah, some fancy skin or something. Not not six thousand. What is it? Bond? No, it was. What, what's the unit of currency in Korea? The bond? Something like that. I want to say that's right. But and I had a bunch of it in my pocket. But no, it was U.S. dollars. They 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 like thousand U.S. dollars. Yeah. What serviceman is insane enough? Do you know what you can buy in a Bucky's for six thousand dollars? Yeah. Beaver nuts. Yeah, all, all the kidnappers you want. So, you know, so here I am at the Mall of Korea, and it was just amazing, you know, and I'm, I'm a Bucky's kind of guy. Sure. So I'm, I'm a little confused, and nobody speaks English or whatever, and I, and I can't do Wi-Fi. Okay. I mean, I, I, mean, I, I, I can't roam. They don't, they don't have public Wi-Fi. Right. And it's your just, cell service is. It's sketchy, and so I download the Uber ver- Korean Uber version. At that same coffee shop. Okay. It's pretty neat. I thought, you know, I'm pretty good. And so finally we get done. We go back to that coffee shop. That's kind of our base of operations, right? And I get you, you know that you know of somebody who knows how to get to the coffee right, shop. Right. So that's, that's, it that's the flag. If everything else is just part of the matrix, I know this is good. Right. It exists. This is real. And so there we are. And I, I think I get an Uber. 
I literally do. I, it's on, like, on the Korean Uber app. On the Korean okay. Uber app, it says heading your way cool. in a gold uh, or tan colored, um, you know, Plymouth. I don't even remember. I mean, but sedan. It was yeah. go sedan. All right. Hyundai, I'm sure. Yeah, you know. See one come up outside. Mm-hmm. I run out, and we run out, and hop in. Okay. You know, and at this point, I don't have internet, you know, because I'm out. Mm. I've, I've left home base coffee shop. And this guy's just not clicking on much. I'm, I'm, we're not, we're, I'm trying to show him my phone. You know, this is where we're going. Oh, like, you, oh, like you've got the address on your phone. Uh, you, you know, yeah. but I mean, I put it in the Uber app, you know, where I need to go. It's, oh, an, hour right. and a, it's an hour and a half away. And, but, and, and so he goes down, we're, we're, he's, he, he pulls out, and we're still having a hard time. And then this car behind us, He's just honking, honking, total road rage behind us. Pulls up next to us on a busy Soul Street, and they roll down their windows, and they're yelling at each other. And then I'll hear, is my, I hear my name come out of the other person's. Oh. <laughs> and I'm like, hold on. It's right up your kidnapping. Story. Yeah. You didn't even know the end of this story. Yeah. Um, and there were two tan sedans oh no who pulled up to that coffee you shop got in the wrong one yeah very much so that we corrected at a busy red light in the middle of seoul we're jumping from one car to the other to avoid i guess some sort of kidnapping and um i even still have a voicemail on my phone that's all in korean from this road rage guy going <laughs> you're in the wrong car <laughs> i'm sorry that was that really was what it sounded like um but um and it's, it, you know, and so we almost did get kidnapped in the middle of Seoul. And there's no coming back from that. Well, if you were in the wrong car, why was wrong car driver so pissed off unless he had some kind of terrible intentions? I mean, he should have been happy to unload the wrong passengers so that he could go find the right fare. All I mean, that, unlike your Girl Scout argument, that makes sense. Yeah. I have no idea. Maybe he thought we were just a taxi. We just needed a taxi, mm. and then we, he was going to take us somewhere. But I mean, it was it was pretty. But sketchy. he didn't know where he didn't know where he was going, or else he mm-hmm. he was he, he was just heading somewhere. Well, he could have been taking you back to where you were wanting to go anyway, and so you just had two competing Uber drivers trying to take. Like y'all could have split up <laughs> and had a race to see who it's get, like the who amazing gets, race. Who, yeah, <laughs> who gets see who gets there faster, see who has a part of the ear cut off to prove that you're still alive mm. so the other one can pay the ransom who knows so that was the uh that was the sketchy uh part of uh, of the whole process and that there's not a single place to get whiskey in the Seoul international airport that's hard to believe it's crazy so so you had to cold turkey it on the way back yeah what did you get at the mall of korea Lunch. Oh, come on. For 200 bucks. Come on. What? Yeah. It was a, the world, it was, it was a beautiful you place. You did not spend $200 on lunch. It was lower. I don't believe that. Fair enough. 320, I think, was the, 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 the final tab on lunch for two. What did you get? There's this, I, I, you know, I wasn't real sure what we got. At the point of entry, because again, very little English, um, but it was it was like a buffet, um, a Korean buffet. But it was 
Huge. I mean, I mean, when I say it's three times the biggest restaurant you can think of. I mean, mm-hmm. it just it is that big. Um, and they had fresh seafood. They had a lobster bar. Like a lot. I mean, go get your lobster. They'll crack it, put it on your plate. They have a sushi bar, like legitimate, legitimate sushi uh, bar. And then they have all the Korean uh, foods and Japanese foods, and it was it was it was kind of an authentic uh, buffet style, but also a coffee bar. Koreans drink more coffee than anywhere on mm. the earth. I swear, there are coffee shops everywhere, and none of them are open in the morning. That makes no sense to me. I mean, nothing is open till 10 o'clock in Korea. Nothing. I wanted to get coffee one morning, and I had to go to McDonald's. Oh, no. To Keno. That, that's, and I had sworn off going to McDonald's. I'm not going yeah, to McDonald's have, in Korea. Have, yeah, haven't we all? Yeah. But, I mean, that was literally because nothing. The only pla- You'll place. You'll go eat at Bucky's, but you won't go to McDonald's. You know, I will not. Oh, Bucky's is way high, higher I'm not level. Judging. Oh, I'm no, not no, no. Judging. I'm just saying that's where we are. That's the hierarchy. I, the, the, the hierarchy. I would go of, eat at Bucky's before any any food place. Okay, I'm just saying. Um, so you you're, you're in Korea. You need coffee. The coffee shops are closed because who would ever want coffee before ten o'clock in the morning? Right. That even, seriously, that, that, there's no there's no place to go get breakfast. I mean, there's no, I mean. You sure you just weren't part elaborately pranked and your kidnapper would not tell you where all the cool stuff was? No, I mean. Oh, no, it's not open. That, but it. now places would stay open later. Yeah, like until 4 a.m. Eh, well, some places did stay open yeah, until sure. very much 4 a.m. Yeah. And they also play more golf. I mean, they have the, like, top golf type things mm. all over Korea. In fact, oh. as you're driving or taking the train, you know, it's very mountainous or whatever, mm-hmm. you'll see the huge nets oh. all in the background up in the mountain. I mean, like, just wherever you can, they will throw up a driving range. So y'all didn't go hit any buckets, I'm going to tell you. <laughs> Did not. Did not. But that's um, that's Korea in a nutshell. Well, I'm a little scandalized by the prices. I, and, and I can't tell whether you're goofing me or not. I'm not. I, no, I have no, no. a hard time believing that anybody would even think of $320 for lunch at a mall. Well, it was the mall of Korea. Well, I mean, were people walking around in suits and uh, yeah. Italian? Yeah. Oh, no. It, it, it is absolutely a different type. This is not your dogwood you did, you did, mall. You okay. didn't get the Bucky's this, of uh, Korea. If I, They wouldn't have let me in wearing this Bucky's. Right. Which is unfortunate, but, um, but no, it's 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 a different level of of mall participation. It's different. It was fancy. Okay, came back, no whiskey. Still had a few prescribed chemicals. Oh yeah. Um, how long did it take you to adjust to uh, you know the, the day and a week? Nights? Wow. It, every bit of a week, the, the the jet lag was was a real was a real problem. You, so you did not learn. You're not the source of tricks for how to recover from jet lag. I'm going to take it. Oh no, I, I would take no travel advice whatsoever from me, <laughs> including the first part, like what I took to get yeah, on there. What you take? The disclaimer is how to find never, a ride. Never do anything 
like I just did it. Well, you know, when you were talking about the Uber of Korea, I thought you were going to tell a story similar to uh, my experience in uh, in France where uh, I stupidly tried an Uber like two or three times in a row, and I kept having the same experience, which is I'm at some very busy intersection, and the car that I – the Uber car is probably within – 50 yards of where I'm standing, but which car is it? Who knows? Mm -hmm. And so, you know how you can get a call from the Uber driver. So I'm getting a call from the Uber driver and he's talking to me in French. Well, guess what the problem is there. And so all all I can do is all I can do and tell him, you know, I'm in a yellow shirt or I'm wearing a baseball hat or whatever. You know, I'm waving my hands over my head. Um, But that's, that doesn't come across in translation apparently. And so all, all that happens is I'm on a, I'm on a phone with a progressively angrier Frenchman. And after about two minutes, the call ends and then I get a, a one out of five review. Cause you know, I just call mm. people and then don't get in the car and it happened, gosh, at least three times in a day. And all of a sudden my Uber ran, it took a, a solid year um, to get any kind of Uber ranking back because I never could crack the, uh, the language. I thought that was a story you're going to tell me, but apparently you can, you can make it happen even worse than, than what happened. To well, me. I, have to, I have a five star Korean review. <laughs> two, I don't you know. I have two of them. I don't know how it happened, but the French give up much easier on the home. It seems, seems to, um, any any other traveling stories you want to tell us about? I'm I'm not going to bring it up unless you want to bring it up. Uh, um, say uh, being in Texas or Florida or hiking or kayaking or uh, you mean with the uh, being, uh, with the manatees? As, I, okay, see, I'm, I didn't want to say it. Huh. I didn't know what you wanted to talk about. Well, I mean, I guess this is my therapy. Well, no, it went uh, the the manatee this is this is an educational show yeah let's have that I mean, it really is yeah. and there might happen to be a bucky's in between see the thing the working it in between here and the manatee capital of the world which is in crystal river florida and uh which, which is which is where in florida what, little, what is it close to tampa it's yeah. a little that's about an hour north of Tampa, maybe an hour and twenty minutes north of Tampa, which is where I'm from uh, originally. That's that's how I uh, that's why I don't have any Southern accent whatsoever. And uh, but um, but I never really went there when I was growing up uh, to Crystal River. So I've always wanted to go because it's the manatee capital of the world. And I'm not sure everybody knows that. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Y'all got sure. that look. I, no. I, well, it's it's an amazing well, okay. thing. Okay. First of all, the whole I don't have a southern accent. Okay. Thing, I which, that. Oh, yeah. You you, right, you, right. you threw me into the ditch on that. Right. And it's hard to and come back. Second of that. all, I'm not sure that uh, you know you're wanting to know if people know what the manatee cap. If people yeah. know what the man. I don't think people know what a manatee. Oh. Is. Yeah. Funny story though. My ex sister-in-law. I think it's sister. Her family owns the Best Western in Crystal River, the one that's on the water. First of all, I have stayed at that (laughs) Best Western, which is crazy (laughs) that you say that. It's not a Best Western anymore. 
Did they? I, I don't. I haven't it, been years. Well, it was the first. All right, that, that is a small, small world, and that's where I found out. I stayed at that Best Western once outside of manatee season, and they have that little bar right there on the uh, on the water. It's Crackers. It's called Crackers, um, which. Uh, Honestly, honestly, should sponsor this show. It's a wonderful, wonderful place. Uh, in fact, went there this time, and it's right by that Best Western. Yeah, they got the surf shop right there. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and uh, they have a really good fish dip, and uh, and they have a cool little bar there. And uh, um, I'm getting hungry again. The wings are good. Okay. But either which way, and the water's crystal clear coming out of Crystal yeah. River. Yeah. And so somebody was telling me about, yeah, this is where all the manatees come. It's just not manatee season. I said, you know, I just want to do that, you know. And I think there's like 5,000 manatees in existence. And I think they're like all this time of year somewhere in the Crystal River area or in those and, springs. And a, and a manatee is like a kangaroo combined with a It's a, a sea cow. Rock. It's a cow. Okay. Yeah. Damn right. All right. It's, it's, a, it's a sea cow. It's, it's, a, it's a friendly hippopotamus maybe, yeah. you know. How big is a is a manatee? Oh, like a full grown manatee is bigger or smaller than a golden retriever. Oh, much bigger, way bigger. It would eat, although they're vegetarian. Okay, well, well, okay. How about bigger or smaller than a cow? Since it's a sea cow, it's about the size of a cow, maybe. Wow, yeah. I mean, it's a big, maybe longer huge. than a cow. Right. Wow, oh, so yeah. it's huge. Oh, they're they're, they're very very. You, yeah. you would not want to get in a fist fight with a manatee. No, but they but see they're they're lovable, adorable creatures. Right. Well, like I said, you would not want to yeah. get in a fist fight. And luckily, with a manatee. they're not predisposed to say. Yeah. Um. But there are thousands and thousands of of manatees that go to these this Crystal River and also Rainbow River and there's some because we caught Rainbow River while we're up there too. Because they're all spring-fed rivers, and they stay at a constant 72 degrees. So the water's 72, and I don't care if it's 30 degrees outside, the water's 72 degrees. And so they come here during the to winter. Because it's just spring-fed? Spring-fed and warm water for the winter. And I, I, that's it's God. And they're here basically for the months of November, December, January, and February. Mm-hmm. And it kind of fades out, I think, somewhere in March, something like that. So... So that this year we're going to go kayak with the manatees. And so we rented a place down there, uh, right there on Crystal River, a five-minute kayak trip up to where the springs are and everything, and kayaked all around um, the manatees. And it went, it went, it went some, it went well. Other than um, the where we stayed had like five or six kayaks. And um, and you're an experienced kayaker. I mean, I mean, as I, as I understand. I, look, I have been known to to kayak, mainly fishing kayak, and I like to fish. And well, I have a nice big. If you own one, I feel like yeah, you're experienced. Yeah. So I mean, I'm I'm pretty good, but not all kayaks are created sure equal sure. And that was the problem. I mean, literally. I think 30 seconds, we're dragging the kayaks from the backyard of this little house. It's right on the canal. It's not a really great setup to how to get on the kayak because you're going to have to be on a kind of a, a floating dock, and it's a little bit of a drop-off. And you have no choice but the kayak to be sitting 
straight in the water. I mean, you, you're not getting drugged. You, you've in got like a two foot drop to yeah, get off it's, the. It's a little sketch. Maybe not two foot, but it's it's one foot, whatever. It's, and and Connie was kind of enough to tell me, you know, that the weight limit on those things are two twenty five, right? Well, you're, I said, you're you under, know, you're under that. Yeah, okay. Uh, if you part of you is part of me, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I said, you know, I could have gone my whole life without any information. I mean, I could have just pretended. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm a solid two fifty, and uh, you know that only makes it a little bit more difficult. And so I get her in because I'm a gentleman, and get her on her her kayak. So I'm kind of all alone. And now there's another couple little houses, almost a duplex that's gone there. And about the time that it's about time for me, three or four people are outside. So I have an audience, and this is really quite sketchy. You know, me getting on this thing by myself with the kayak fully in the water. It's going to take some. And pe- people are these other people are yeah. like, "Hey, kids, yeah, come hey, here, hey, come, come here, check this out." And then you know, Connie's people the same way. Up she's their just, phones. yeah, she's just sitting there looking and going, "Oh, this is going to be somewhat entertaining." And so I get one leg on it, and I, I'm trying to, and I got one foot on the little floating deck, and right. one foot on the kayak, and you know, it's it's, and I and I was trying to scooch on. <laughs> And, and then I got in that spot where I got one half of me on the kayak, half of me, and I'm slowly Whoa, spreading apart. separation. And so Con- Connie had a decision to make, come help. No, or, that, that was no. or play by play commentary. Okay. That was, okay. That, yes. that is a lie. Cause it was the idea that she was going to come help was never, never on the menu. And, you know, about the time I'm about to stretch as far as you can, I'm hovering yeah. over the water. I, I'm trying to. And she just, she kind of ducks her head in there and she goes, you, you know, there's no coming back from that, right? <laughs> and so I just drop into the water, you know, because of those words of encouragement. Just spread, you know, spread eagle. There's no coming from back from that, you know. No. And, and she was right. Um, so, so I took a swim right off the bat, but I got up. Got you get, you get a round of applause from oh, the uh, literally onshore w- spectators. Well, yeah, well, one of which said, "Let me come help." And I went, "Okay, no, this is so degrading. It's so degrading. you didn't let him help you. It was a she. Sure. It was a she. Oh and, God, yeah, even worse. I know you didn't let her come help. I you. did. She just. I said, just, did? "Could you just hold that right there?" <laughs> and because I wasn't sure, you know, I was going like, to say, "What sink color the thing. lipstick did she give you?" Oh my God. <laughs> But either which way, I got on it, and it didn't sink. It was a little sketch, but I went way out there with uh, with the manatees, and they were they were all over. They'd swim right underneath you, right next to you. Oh, that is cool. It, it, it really was. Uh, really They're friendly. Want to want to hang out with none you. of them wanted to you know, bite you or anything uh, like that. But uh, you know, but. So it was good. And then we took a, a, a kayak uh, down the, the, the Rainbow River, which is about 30, 30 miles away from there. And there's no manatees there, but there's mm-hmm. a lot of sea otters and alligators wow. and fish. And, and uh, Did you say crystal. alligators? Yeah, alligators. Huh. Yeah. Huh. They're not as friendly as. No. But they're they're skittish. They're not friendly. Well, I, you're you're right to say that not all kayaks are the same. I, I don't think I've got a story that good, but I do have a story. Um, I'm down in Florida for the bar convention, which you've been to that, and you know where it is. And there's there's some cheesy promotions that get done in the vicinity of, 
And one of them is uh, rent an ocean kayak mm. for $20 or whatever it is. So, um, you know, I was by myself and I thought, well, that'd be a cool thing to do is to just go kayak. So I get, it's this little uh, banana yellow plastic piece of trash. I mean, like as whatever the opposite of seaworthy is. I mean, it's this, this thing is about as seaworthy as the Titanic after it went to the bottom. Okay. But what do I know? I've never been in a kayak in my life. Uh, so you decided to go sea kayak. So, first. so, so yeah, I'm like, what, Good. what else, what else would I do? You know, I'm all about, you know, mm-hmm. new experiences. Yeah. So I get, and, I and get final experiences. Yeah, well, that, that is the story. <laughs> um, yeah, I get, I get in this crappy little, whatever it was. And I go out, well, it turns out they have these boys that go B O U Y S that go however far out good, a good bit. And, and the, the guy said, you don't want to go out past those boys. Okay. Well, of course I ignored that cause I'm a he-man and there's ships out on the horizon, like, like pleasure craft out on the horizon. I thought, well, how this cool- is a better story than mine. Go ahead. And, I, and I'm thinking, how cool would it be to see kayak all the way out there? You know, they probably got, you know, beer and music and party and hey dude you know come on board that's cool you know that's they just dropped the ladder yeah this this is the idea that i have in my mind okay um how did it get there how did the, how did the idea get get there um the, from, from the same chemical reactions that a lot of my ideas come say, from loops back around to my plane trip i think this I is mean. this is uh this is why i have this is why I have problems. Mm. Um, so anyway, so I'm sea kayaking. I get to the end of the buoy. And let me tell you, staying upright in this thing is, you know, like that, you know, that thing at the fair where they have um, like the rope ladder. And if you can climb yes. all the way into the yes. rope, that's, that's what staying upright in this kayak felt like. Yet you but, kept but going there, out. But, but there was no bell. To ring. There was no getting to the end of. I got to the end of the buoys, and now I'm in you know, what you call waves. And the, this thing can can cut through a wave, but you don't want to get broadsided by a wave. And thank God I don't have my glasses because they would have fallen off long ago uh, on this trip. And my my vision is garbage without these glasses so i mean it's good enough where i can see boats on the horizon i can see the beach behind me but i really can't see a whole lot of everything plus you get seawater in your eyes so i just kind of have this this dim view of what's going on and so i'm doing everything i can to stay upright and i hear this not so far away as i would like whoosh 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 I'm like, what in the hell is that? And yeah, I keep going, and it'd be like every couple of minutes I would hear that whoosh, whoosh, whoosh. And I'm finally able, you know, to squint and somehow see these dorsal fins in the water. And I'm like, oh God, that that really doesn't, I really don't feel great about that. And I've already decided at this point there's no way I'm going to make it out to the pleasure craft. It's like 
I, I, um, I can barely see the beach and I don't feel like I've gotten anywhere close to wherever this boat is. And I'm thinking it's time to raise the white flag, turn this thing around and go back. The problem is when you turn your, your, your crappy little sea kayak around your broadside to the waves. And I mean, I, it wasn't five seconds from turning port side that uh, a wave dumps me out in the water. And of course, the first thing I, I hear is whoosh, whoosh. And, and let me tell you, uh, there there's such a thing as panic in the open sea. And you got to flip the kayak and then you got to get into the kayak. Very difficult. And any any thought of, well, I'll just, you know, kick swim with this thing being my big flotation device, that's normally what I would have done. But whatever the heck has dorsal fins, I, I, you know, I mean, what, what sea creature can I think of has dorsal fins? Um, so... I'm thinking I can't I can't do the kick swim thing that just attracts attention, so I'm going to have to flipping the kayak by itself isn't that hard. It's how are you going to get into it? So just like people at the state fair that go up the little rope ladder thing to ring the bell, you know, you kind of spread eagle your way up and just very slowly crawl in. That's what I did. Like I'm laying on top of it, really more trying to balance my weight and get all pink flesh out of the water than I am, you know, trying to get seated into the thing, which I managed to do. But it, it was, it was a thing. <laughs> it was an experience. So anyway. Um, what lesson did you learn, Dave? Um, none. Mm. None. Um, uh, the, the lesson learned is the things that I will do so that I'll have a cool story are so that I can go get a free beer on somebody's pleasure craft and feel like I'm the it's cool, probably I'm the cool sixty-five guy. miles out at sea. Well, <laughs> it'd have to be a big old boat if I can if I can see it sixty-five miles away from the beach with my eyesight. Even without my eyesight, I've got binoculars. I don't think that's going to go out sixty-five miles. Yeah, fair enough. But you know, th- there's no lesson to be learned. It's just. You're way too damn old to be doing stupid stuff. You know, like when you grow up in Baton Rouge, one of the stupid things that people will talk about doing is climbing the Mississippi River Bridge, like going all the way up to the top. And I got a story about that too. But that's a story for a 17, 18-year-old idiot who I can understand not knowing better. So this kayak? To the pleasure boat thing, this was over this Christmas? No, this was um, about five years. No, one five. This was about eight years ago. I was in, in my uh, probably about 50 years old when I pulled that stunt. So it's pretty impressive. I didn't go kayaking with alligators. Well, I get back, tell the, you know, I'm, I'm telling the story. I'm at least trying to get, get something out of it, which is to tell a story. And you know, the question that always came back to me was what shape was the dorsal, were the dorsal fins, which I, you know, I couldn't tell, but you know, oh, it was probably dolphins, you know, because had it been a shark, you would know for, for a very brief period of time. So, you know, you're not much better because you're out kayaking with alligators. 
Oh, I and, and flesh-eating manatees. So. My my issues wouldn't even be any of those. I'm not real worried about. I'd be more worried about sharks than I am an alligator. I'm not worried about an alligator, but um, my main concern would be that far out in the water. Um, oh no, why? Not if you got that big plastic thing. No, I I wouldn't. I I wouldn't be worried about being way out of sight of the shore because I know I I know eventually I'll just come back. That that never occurred to me to be afraid of that. Sometimes you, you can get drifted way out to sea, and then you know you're well, hard to spot. Then well, you know that's that's what the pleasure the pleasure boat's out there for me. Have you watched in, in my universe Castaway? No. Yeah. Oh, the movie can't. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you just and he, he came out fine. Yeah. So anyway, all right. Well, that's. That's probably more than the time that we had. This has been our first uh, experiment with being on Facebook Live. Oh, by the way, how did the uh, how did the poll go? Zero did we get zero votes? Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm pulling I'm for up. zero. I'm pulling That's for correct. <laughs> yeah, I'm up zero to zero. Yeah, the tie goes to the teller. Well, that's, uh, that's uh, yeah, or the I don't know. Goes to one of us. I don't know. Yeah, we'll 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 effort on that for the next show. Mm. All right. Well, uh, <laughs> on that note, uh, thanks to everybody that uh, that watched. I don't know why you did, but I sure appreciate you doing it. By the way, for a they, zero zero result, yeah, but people well, do that in soccer yeah, all the time. A, look, there, I mean, there's okay. college football playoffs. Yeah, I'm sure people have this up on their iPads so that they can be entertained yeah, yeah. while they're watching Alabama, stupid football Alabama games. versus Michigan. Current, we're, yeah, this is what we're cross cross programming. Yeah, well, against ne- next year, <laughs> next year we will crush the college football playoffs. I I don't doubt it. Anyway, um, for those of you foolish enough to have watched us or are listening, we really do appreciate you doing it, um, and we hope to uh, entertain you again about this time next week. ready to launch your podcast with ease let audio alchemy productions elevate your content with our state-of-the-art four camera studio and top-tier audio production focus on your message while we handle the rest from recording to distribution on all major platforms whether you're a brand an influencer or a storyteller let's amplify your voice contact us at 601-672-6591 and start your podcast journey today.